0: Hey Cody, how's it going?
1: Good, <clears throat> good. Oh my God, the echo. Is it bad? Oh wait, hold on. No, it's not there anymore. It just happened at the beginning. Alrighty. I think. Hold on. No, I think we're good. Yeah, we're good. All right, cool. Let's talk crypto. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm trespassing right now at my my community pool. Usually.
0: Lost you. Cody, I don't know if you can still hear me, but I cannot hear you. Now I can.
1: can you hear me? Now I can, yeah. Okay. Did I just monologue?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thing on my end. That's
1: funny. Okay. I thought maybe you got shot for trespassing. No, dude, it's it's completely cool. There's no cameras. You just can't walk into the the uh, the workout room because then you set off an alarm. Yes, I've done it. Yes, I just ran away. That's all I did. <laughs> 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 I wasn't about to deal with it. But like, it's just a stupid like security alarm. It doesn't even call the cops. It just makes noise.
0: <laughs> oh, I hear you. Stupid. So, what's going on in the world of crypto for you? Oh, dude, have
1: you seen the crash?
0: What crash? The crypto crash.
1: I lost like $150 today.
0: Oh, that's nothing.
1: No, I know that's nothing, but like <laughs> out of $1,200, that's that's something. Oh, it's coming back. All right. Yeah. Crash. I mean, we're still above where we were last number. or so. Well, of course, but t- short-term crash. We'll put it that way. Yeah. I think people are excited to see profits and they're taking it out. Yeah, that's true. After after someone starts buying, usually, then somebody else sees it, and they're like, oh my god, I got to, you know, the fear of missing out. Yeah. So they all start selling. I've been so active in the, the I'm trying to get more involved in the uh, Twitter, crypt, cryptocurrency Twitter sphere. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I follow me on Twitter? Huh? Are you going to follow me on Twitter? Yeah, dude. What's your thing? It Fluffy shot Oh, wow. Fluffy. Shot me. Shot you. Okay. Fl- shot me. Shot me.
0: Yeah, just like my photography site, FluffyShotMe.com.
1: There he is. I got <laughs> you.
0: There you go. <laughs> Ow. I just got bit in the foot by my cat.
1: Your cat has anger issues.
0: No, she's just playful.
1: Yeah. My dog's the same way. He always messes around with me. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't really seen anything crazy going on in crypto other than, like, the short-term dip.
0: Well, the craziest thing I had for today was my discussion with the branch manager of that bank.
1: Oh, yeah. Why don't you – I know we talked about it earlier, but – for podcast reasons you should explain that whole situation just yeah give a different perspective so basically you
0: know i i go into this bank once a month to pay my rent i don't have an account there Mm -hmm. but the guy that i i normally speak to knows i'm into crypto and um today he said hey our branch manager was talking about cryptocurrency wanting to know more about it and he was hoping to find somebody who could explain it to him would you be open to talking to him I was like absolutely
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so um, basically I explained to him how the regulations of the SEC ruling that a lot of these ICOs are securities is actually Strangling the venture capital that some of the technology companies are need in order to to launch and be successful, and because how is it, of that, how's that happening though? Well, like, I mean, it. being being in the U.S., if you issue an ICO and it it you know fails the Howey test, defined as a security, then basically um, the unlicensed sale of those securities by people who are are not licensed by the SEC to trade securities. Um, It's actually punishable by, you know, criminal penalty. So um, it's, it's a huge issue and that that's why, you know, when you register for these airdrops and stuff, if they're like, Oh, are you in the U S? Nope. You can't join because, that our token is a security and the SEC basically allow it unless you're an accredited investor. So bam, you're automatically just out, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of these tech companies that know that the fastest way they can, they can get some capital together to work on their project is an ICO. Well, if they can't do it in the U S they have to go somewhere else to do it. And, It's not like the U.S. is graduating more programmers than India and China and, you know, uh, all these other countries. So it's not like we're winning the war on technology to begin with, with education. So why would you bring programmers to the U.S. and then try to fund it with something that is considered um, against (laughs) federal regulations when you could just. Move overseas and of develop your project there, especially when you have countries like Switzerland or you know Malta offering to give safe haven to crypto projects who are looking to fund their um, their projects using ICOS. So it's a huge restriction on on these technology companies to the point to where why not leave the united states and with that they take all the money
1: i bet you that's like kind of the same concept of why ford went to mexico
0: that yeah so i mean you go to detroit today and you know the car industry is pretty much I mean, if you just drive around detroit you'll see that detroit's just a it looks like it's a post apocalyptic yeah. society in some parts of of the uh, city and if all these technology companies end up going overseas and leaving the US silicon valley may end up looking like that
1: 100% and that's and then uh, you know that's an interesting concept because i don't think a lot of people think that that type of thing could happen but with the I mean, right regulations think about it like what if this whole facebook crane bridge analytica thing turns into heavy regulation on facebook you know what? What would stop them from moving to, like, say, a company or a country like Switzerland? Right. You know, and then we lose all of that. You know, that's that's huge. Like, I, I imagine they do have come. You know, I don't know what they would be considered, but offices in those countries or different countries. I know. Um, oh, they do. But I mean, what would they move? Their headquarters, right? Yeah. Interesting.
0: So, you know, it It, it kind of begs the question as to why is it – basically, you're taking a 1930 standard and trying to apply it in the 21st century, and it doesn't work because we're not talking about the United States. We're talking about a global economy at this point because, you know, you and I both agree that cryptocurrencies are cross-border – and they're they're made for a global economy they're not it's not country specific and so um if the US goes dark on cryptocurrency that isn't going to stop the rest of the world from moving forward and quite frankly it's going to give the rest of the world an edge
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we've already lost a lot of manufacturing here. Next thing you know, we're going to lose 13 companies too. Yeah. (laughs) So what
1: do we have after that?
0: You know, I don't know. Pharmaceutical companies that can run ads on television, I guess. So, um, (laughs) that's insane. uh, Yeah, it it, it, it really is. And, um, I mean, Basically, if you're in a situation where you've got people with billions of dollars and they're all getting squeezed to the point to where they're going to leave, they're going to take that money with them. They're going to make some money somewhere else. And these are the people that, you know, they buy vehicles, they pay for people to wash and service their vehicles, clean their homes buy groceries, luxury items things like that and if that cash isn't going into the economy um, yeah that 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 hurts and has a huge effect so um, I could see where it would have a very large impact especially in Silicon Valley you know and um, (laughs) I told this guy I was like you know Foxconn ...is in the process of developing a phone that has a hardware
1: wallet embedded inside of it. Don't you dare insult Apple again. (laughs) Why Use Samsung.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just told him
1: that if... Okay, fine. If
0: Samsung...
1: (laughs) I don't even think they're stationed in the U.S., so I don't
0: know. No. <laughs> Apple is is stationed in the, you know, is headquartered oh. Cupertino, California, right?
1: Sorry. Background information, I'm a diehard Apple fan, so I can't dare I, to
0: <laughs> I'm sitting in front of a Mac, and I'm talking to you on an iPhone, so know. I'm with you. <laughs> but what it comes down to is when these huge shifts in business occur, if you fail – To move with the trend, you get (coughs) Mm -hmm. now Blockbuster is a great example. Right. Netflix just you know, whipped them out of the out of the market. They didn't evolve.
1: They (laughs) just thought their market would continue to buy their shit. and And that's not the case.
0: They were in denial for so long that once they finally realized what was going on, it was way too late. You know, it's like um Amazon is having that effect on Walmart and other retailers. They've gotten to the point to where they're just beating them down. Um, You know, back when internet service was just starting to be kind of a, you know, something that people were having in their homes, it was AOL and Earthlink, you know, these were huge dial up companies. And then now, I mean, do they even exist? Not really. I mean, I think Yahoo bought AOL and kind of absorbed them, and Earthlink, I don't even know if, if there is such a thing anymore, but those companies have gone by the wayside as other companies have developed further technologies.
1: Right.
0: So, you know, the technology space is a very fast-moving space. So, if you're you're behind. You're actually a lot further than what you think. So, um, I, I think that you know once hardware wallets embedded in phones start popping up, you're going to see everybody raced. Offered they to offer you, a, 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 you know stay in competition. And at that point, I mean, at least some of these big companies like Apple or Samsung racing to meet that need then at that point it's it's going to be kind of like okay it's game on for crypto you know what i mean so yeah um, Yeah.
1: and that's yeah like once once crypto is implemented or even sides like like all right so like even like a small thing could throw it into mass adoption like apple starting to accept cryptocurrency or something like that yeah you know that could be a major turning point because a lot of people put trust in the companies like that you know
0: yeah so i talked to the branch manager and i asked him i showed him koinami i have it on my i have it on my phone um just with just a little bit of crypto on it just so that you know walking around cash okay yeah um i showed it to him and i said let me explain how this works you know um Basically, if I were at a gas pump, Mm -hmm. a a, uh, QR code could pop up. I'd scan the QR code, and I would send money to it. And boom, transaction's done. Now, is that more secure than using your debit card from your bank? I'm, I'm No, I mean, I'm just curious, and yeah, he he of was kinda like, well, you know, um, I kind of see where you're going. I was like, okay, look, cards are getting skimmed at the gas pump every day. If I could pay with crypto at the gas pump, I would do it in a heartbeat because it would stop the skimming. You know? Mm-hmm. And I explained to him the difference between public key, private key. You can have my public key on on my website and you can have my public key all you want because the only thing you can do with that is send me money. Right. So um, I challenged him to get on my Facebook and uh, I'll put all my wallet addresses and all he needs to do in return is put his debit card numbers in response and we'll see who comes out ahead at the end of the week. And he, he started laughing. He's like, there's no way I would ever do that. I said, there you go. That's, that's because debit and credit cards are flawed. So then he literally said, why well, just don't think people are ready for electronic money? Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. So when you go to the grocery store, aren't people using pieces of plastic to swipe and pay electronically? He's like, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, people aren't walking in and buying coffee with electronic money. I was like, do you have a Starbucks app on your phone? Yeah. Do you use it to pay? Well, yeah, but that's 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 just an app for Starbucks. I said, okay, but imagine my app if I could walk into any store and use it. Right. That's where crypto is going.
1: I mean, think about like that's like CRPT. Like they have you ever heard of that? Cryptirium.
0: Oh, yeah, that's
1: one of the only ICOs I've bought into. Yo, that's so fucking weird. You, me, and Sandra, that is the only ICO I've ever bought into. That's the only ICO she's ever bought into, and now you're saying the same thing. Or one of the few. Yeah, because... And I'm pretty sure Joel also bought it.
0: Oh, yeah, he bought it. Um, That is insane. Well, that's because it's a project that I, I think has a lot of promise. You know, so um, have you downloaded the app on your phone? Yep, of course I did.
1: I haven't downloaded my CRPT onto it yet, though. You yeah. know,
0: I I put a little bit on there just for testing, mm-hmm. just to say, hey, I have some, haha. You know, right? How'd that work? Ah, oh, fine. You know, it's there, but I haven't. Of course, I don't put any real amount of crypto on my phone
1: um right and that's i don't like doing that either like really i wouldn't be comfortable with the binance app on my phone
0: no if i didn't have a sim pin
1: on my sim card like so like nobody can jack my my phone number because my Mm -hmm. sim card itself is locked you know you can't clone it and at&t won't give you the stuff without my like, I've worked in the wireless industry for four years, so I know how it works. I guess you can probably get past it.
0: Yeah, you can.
1: But you need the <laughs> physical. Yeah. I don't know. You need to call into care, usually, and they won't lift that type of thing without verification, or at least the correct verification. Yeah. So. Yeah. So.
0: Just as a general rule, I I pretty much don't put crypto on my phone unless it's like, I treat my phone like I do the wallet in my pocket. Right? Only carrying cash for walking around. It's not I would never put my life savings on a crypto
1: app. Oh, don't you worry. Binance has nothing compared to like what my my wallet has, you know. Not yeah. not hardly any. Just basically my trading stuff is on there. Right. Yeah, you know, which isn't a crazy amount, but you know, I guess it would hurt if I lost it, but it's not like my my entire wallet or my entire bag, as they call it, quote-unquote. Yeah, well, <laughs> the only bags that I hold are on either a
0: Trezor or a Ledger Nano S. And if anybody works for Keep Key and you want me to give you a fair evaluation, you're welcome to contact me and send me one, I'll let you know what I think of it right (laughs) but um you know i mean but once once i kind of got to that point and he started kind of seeing where i was coming from it was really interesting to see how he started really listening up when i said you know uh the back end of home depot got hacked and 56 million credit cards were stolen, and it cost Home Depot $320 million. Target got hacked. They lost a lot of uh, customer confidence because obviously people didn't want to, they didn't feel secure using their credit card at Target for a long time. Right. It, it was more than just the cost of providing providing identity theft protection. It was also the damage that was done their reputation and the trust they had from their customers, which is hard to put a dollar sign on, but, um, you know, it does lasting damage. I mean, JCPenney, Kohl's, TJ Maxx, um, the, the list could just go on and on and on of all these companies that their back end has been hacked and they've got they've had these huge data breaches that compromise their customers' credit card numbers and it's cost people all kinds of money and hassle and time mm-hmm. and at the end of the day when you look at crypto if they were accepting crypto payments it's all open books it's on the blockchain anybody could see it mm-hmm. it doesn't i mean you, you don't have to hack into anything you can just go view it but you can't move any of the money
1: around you did you, you didn't talk about the part about North Korea did you or the Korea or Korea? Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. So he when I when I mentioned about the Asian markets, well, know, he asked it, about him. Didn't you know. he didn't hear about well, it? Well, I I had mentioned something about how you know the <laughs> markets were going crazy, and that's when he was like, "Yeah, like I don't understand why why people in Korea are just." jumping all over crypto and I was like well I mean that's kind of easy to explain because they've been living under the threat of a you know nuclear uh, conflict and in the last couple of years that threat has gotten louder and louder it's almost like every time there was a missile test the price of Bitcoin went up because the Koreans were buying more Bitcoin and he's like yeah but I don't you know That doesn't even make sense. So I told him my theory on it is uh, Seoul is 45 miles away from the border and they're within, well within range of, uh, you know, tactical nukes that are actually, uh, I mean, they even have nuclear chemical uh, warheads that they can, Launching artillery shells, right? So that will go that far. Uh, when I was at Camp Casey back in 2000, we were we were told that within the first eight minutes of an attack, they could rain down several hundred uh artillery rounds right on our position, including nuclear and chemical attacks. And so, you know, it was like. You could die in the next eight minutes if these alarms go off, follow everybody calmly downstairs and don your gas masks. Enjoy your breakfast. I was like, thanks <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that was i mean that was eighteen years ago right that, before we had little Kim in in the seat of power trying to earn. The I'm a badass like my father and my grandfather title so he's having to beat his chest a little bit more and you know push this uh, nuclear threat further well if Seoul got destroyed by mm-hmm. some kind of war and there's Koreans on the southern part of the peninsula that let's say flee and they end up I don't know, let's say they end up in uh San Diego, California, right? Mhm. They get there. They literally have nothing but what they carried with them. Let's say they have bags full of Korean won. Well, the Bank of Korea got destroyed in the in the attacks. So, their money's pretty much worthless at that point.
1: Right. Of course. Then I mean like it's it's toilet paper like you said earlier <laughs> yeah
0: i mean they they literally have a bag full of charmin but charmin's softer trust me on that one yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man just, i
1: mean they, they make the commercials look pretty pretty good to be honest
0: just so you know just in case you ever go to korea or place i always carry toilet paper with me because what i didn't know when i went the first time is that before you walk in you have to purchase toilet paper out of the vending machine outside the oh. bathroom? I got all the way in there and then found out too late. That's
1: horrible. So, How much was it? Was it like expensive?
0: I don't know. I didn't buy any. I, I was already in the oh, store, yeah. so I had yeah. to
1: use,
0: I had to use what I had with me. How about that? We'll leave yeah. that no, yeah, we'll leave that one to
1: sink in. But
0: <laughs> to say I learned that lesson 18 years ago. It has stuck with me today. Always carry TP when you travel internationally. Okay, moving on. So <laughs> let's say these people show up in California and they only have what they could carry and their money's worthless. But maybe, just maybe, they have their digital wallet with them. Oh, well. Now they can go to an ATM, pull cash, get their hotel room, buy a meal. And depending on how much crypto they have, it might float them until they can find a job to support themselves. So, you know, I see the the rush in Korea for cryptocurrency kind of fueled by having an escape and evasion plan in the case of some type of war with North Korea. And um, the most portable way to, to carry large amounts of money mm-hmm. is just throw it on the blockchain, access it wherever, you, whenever you get to
1: wherever you're going.
0: It seems pretty simple to me.
1: No, it's, it's very simple. I mean, basically, it's, it's a worldwide... Think like i can go anywhere in the world and it still has the same value i think that's fantastic i think the fact that like to be 100 percent honest i haven't really traveled outside the united states other than to canada yeah but like i feel like the only reason i haven't is because like i don't feel like doing like currency transfers and stuff like that and like having to deal with like all of the bullshit that comes along with it you know true Like I feel like if if I had the money, then it would be much easier without having to like calculate like like what like transaction costs or whatever the heck it's called, you know, like I've never been yeah there. the exchange rates, yeah, the exchange rates there it is what those are,
0: yeah, so um <laughs> it's kind of funny, I actually found that when I was in Kenya in january um that one of the fastest ways in Cheapest ways for me to get money was to actually go onto a website, charge my debit card, and send it to my mobile phone in Kenya because they have what's called M Pesa. M Pesa is something? Well, it's a peer to peer SMS payment structure. That's cool. And quite frankly, it was around. Uh, I, I kind of think that Bitcoin was maybe somewhat patterned off of Impa that it was designed to give unbanked people peer-to-peer transactions. However, it's not built on any kind of cryptography. It doesn't have, you know, a whole lot of security attached to it, and so it's definitely inferior. I mean, you could you could very easily steal from somebody using M-Pesa, but most of the people using M-Pesa don't have a whole lot to begin with, if that makes sense. Right. So, um, but, you know, it's nowhere near secure as um, cryptocurrency is today. But, you know, it, it is it is kind of cool that you can walk into a place and text money, and if you want oh, that,
1: I mean, like I've never even heard of that before, so they they have like text message bank accounts,
0: yeah, kinda it's it's um Impesa is available well, Safaricom is one of the largest uh mobile phone providers. I don't know who the other provider there is, but I know both of them you can use Pesa and um you know, let's say if. If I had 3,000 shillings on my phone, I could walk into – or walk up to a kiosk that does M-Pesa. If I wanted money, I could literally just shoot them a quick text with some money, and they would give me cash. And other places, you just pay for what you're doing with M-Pesa. So,
1: right. That's actually cool, though. I didn't know about that. But, huh. What was the other thing that you also told him, too? There was one more thing. Oh, because you know, like I was I was just sitting there watching this thunderstorm while you're blowing my mind on things that I didn't even think about. <laughs> and I'm in cryptocurrency. <laughs> so Well,
0: um, <coughs> I'm trying to think of what else it was we talked about. I mean, I I, I explained to him the difference between crypto transactions and banking transactions. Right. And um, that's how you about that part we went into. Yep. So at my current job, um, we have a doctor in Japan. We need to pay him. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Well, if we don't schedule that money transfer before noon, it won't get processed for the following day. Right. When it does get processed, um they 'll get it on the following business day, and then they verify it and then because it's money coming from the u s they might hang onto it for five to seven days, put a five to seven day hold on it, and then make the funds available well if there's a weekend involved, you add all those together and you come up with like ten days to their pocket that sucks yeah so if if you were to take their bank debit card and you go to the gas pump you pay for gas, it's gonna show up as pending for two to three days, and then it'll you know it'll show up as okay, it's no longer pending, it has gotten confirmation, and this is the amount it was charged right, but with crypto um Oh, and I forgot to mention the wire fees. They're like, you know, 25, 30 bucks, right?
1: Which is insane. I can't even think about. It is. I don't know. I've never really paid for money to be transferred anywhere. Like, I'm oh. kind of a bandit. All right. I'm kind of a manipulator. I have two PayPal accounts, which I pay myself from one bank account and put it into another one. That's in New York.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: you know, and I don't pay any fees on that, but. Like, I've never, you know, tried to transfer money outside of the United States either. So I guess I'm, you know, not aware of those those fees.
0: Yeah. So you pay these wire fees and it takes forever. And then let's just say, I mean, you know, people talk poorly of Ripple, but I'll use Ripple for an example. 10 seconds later, and they pretty much have it. Uh, You know, Litecoin, you're looking at, depending on network traffic and stuff maybe i don't know first network confirmation in a couple of minutes ethereum depending on how much gas you put down um maybe there i don't know first first uh confirmation you probably get in under 2 minutes you know so but the fees the fees let's talk about that you know yeah. Ethereum. I, I, I sent Ethereum to uh, my father earlier, and it cost me $0.22, cents only because I threw some extra gas on top of the transaction to make it go fast. Um, so, you know, Litecoin, you're looking at pennies on the dollar. So... It really comes down to crypto is more secure, it's faster, and once it's got several network confirmations, it's it's validated, and it's, it's good. It definitely, you know, it's like with a check, I can write three people a check for, I can have a hundred bucks, I can write three people checks for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Two of them are going to lose, because whoever cashes it first is going to get my hundred bucks, right? Right. But you can't do that with crypto. You can't double spend cryptocurrency. True. So, but banks will still take a check. Imagine that. Hmm. So, it's it's kind of funny that, that that's where it is, but that's because they're still thinking with the nineteen forties mentality of. You know, we do things by checking cash. Well, okay. I mean, that's
1: evident in multiple fields. Like the education system, I think, is one that needs to be called out in this situation. You know, the education system is massively flawed purely because they're training people to be in mill and manual labor jobs. And purely nowadays, you don't get paid for manual labor. Well, you don't get paid the best. You pay to best be the creative, a critical thinker, a problem solver, somebody who can think outside the box. That's what people get paid for nowadays. Or, or well, that's really where jobs are going.
0: Well, that's where a lot of jobs are going, but quite frankly, skilled trades, like, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, but I have a friend who's a plumber and he makes more money than I do.
1: No, of course. I'm not saying skilled trades aren't going yeah. to be a commodity anymore. I'm saying, like, like, factory workers aren't going to be a thing anymore.
0: Because no. we're going to have
1: automation and AI soon. Oh, yeah. And that's going to completely wipe the job market of all those, you know, manual, heavy heavy manual labor intensive jobs. Well, I mean... Like, yeah. mill workers and shit like that. Yeah. You know?
0: But, you know, some of these cities that have gone, you know, pushed for higher minimum wage, mm-hmm. all they're doing is...
1: Getting rid of their workers. I mean, look at McDonald's, yeah. and yes. like, like they all requested fifteen dollars, right? They got their fifteen dollars, and now McDonald's is replacing their cashiers with robots.
0: That's right. Well, <laughs> so they're flipping burgers with robots. Right. Then you're going to have maybe one or two people just feeding the machines.
1: Right. Exactly. And they'll have to have some special skills. Yeah, and they're going to have to be, you know, specialized.
0: That's right. So. You know those, those jobs, not going to be around forever. Um, so really, the question is: if technology companies leave our shores, and yet technology companies provide solutions to corporations to replace their workers, what happens to the people that live here who the jobs at the bottom are getting eliminated? No, of course. Uh, you know, it just to me spells major
1: disaster for the. It's, the it's poor. gonna, yeah, like it's it's gonna wipe out lower class jobs. Yeah, and it's gonna be insane because then the poor are gonna get more poor. You know, right? Like I think we've already seen the destruction of the middle class. So, or, yeah. not, I don't know maybe not the destruction of the entire middle class, but sorry, my phone's about to die. So I got to charge it in my car. (laughs) All right. But I don't know. I feel like definitely the the lower class is going to be the next one.
0: Yeah. At the same time, you know, if, if the bottom end jobs get replaced by robots and those people are out of work who's paying for that right so it just it, it's going to have a detrimental effect across the board the economy across the board because people I mean, who are
1: at, paying like taxes is and able to detect diseases in humans faster than doctors are now yep and it's still in the form I think they call AI like in the form of like a 4-year-old or something like that, right? Yeah. Like it has the the mentality of a 4-year-old. A 4-year-old can detect diseases better if it's specialized in that field, that's insane.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but um the good news <laughs> the good news is that I don't see AI being able to totally replace people you
1: know. No, of course not. There's always going to be that level of human interaction.
0: But they will eliminate the lower end jobs.
1: Of course. And I think they're definitely yeah. going to they're definitely going to move their way into the higher end jobs too. Like you know, like maybe maybe they don't need as many nurse practitioners because they have this one robot that's able to assess symptoms and give a doctor a recommendation, you know. You know, like this maybe is part- it wipes out the low class job in the higher class. do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying a nurse practitioner is the lower class job, but compared to a doctor, nurse practitioner is lower on the scale, right?
0: Well, yeah, but
1: uh, if you've but ever doctors, worked with doctors
0: well, if you've ever worked with n p s and docs, I would just say that sometimes the nurse practitioners are the are, are the real professionals the doctors just put their squiggly line on there you know what i mean <laughs> i mean i've i've run across some really good np's but um i'll i'll just say that um yeah it, it'll definitely i think in the medical profession especially ai is long long way away and that's thanks to attorneys because the minute that they miss something in a diagnosis and somebody dies as a result right uh, they'll have
1: to be it's gonna be crazy no i completely agree
0: yeah i mean you know i i recently had a friend that died due to a misdiagnosis from a doctor and i can promise you that's going to cost them a lot of money. Right. Um, you know, I was like, I think I told you about that. She was told she had she was given muscle relaxers for a leg cramp that wouldn't go away and
1: yeah.
0: it ended up being deep vein thrombosis and turned to pulmonary embolism and it took her life.
1: You gotta, you gotta use common day terms on the podcast, my friend.
0: Well, it was a blood clot that broke loose out of her leg and ended up going to her lungs and restricting blood flow and it killed her.
1: Gotcha. There we go. So.
0: <laughs> but you'd be surprised there's there you know, there might be some people listening to the podcast that understand D V T and pulmonary embolism. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um you know I, I work in, in a medical industry so Unfortunately, sometimes I subconsciously just say things expecting everybody else to know.
1: Oh, but, Of course.
0: Um, you know, if you were to talk about gardening, I would glazed eyes and have no idea what you're talking about because anything green that I touch turns to brown because I'm a magician.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what to say.
0: <laughs> well, the one thing you know not to do is don't ask me to take care of your garden while you go on vacation because i'm obviously not good <laughs> at caring for living plants yeah i, I have a cat too. she has survived for a couple of years but that's because all she does is poop in a box and i feed her so
1: you know that what's works. horrible and i'm gonna sound like a horrible person for this but whatever i am so much better at feeding my dog than i am my cat and that's horrible <laughs> like like I don't know man <laughs> like like I always feed the dog and then the one time I found like the cat didn't have any food and like I didn't even know how long it was that she didn't have food but it definitely wasn't that long cause she starts to get annoying when you know, she wants water or food or whatever so I mean it's not yeah. you know well, I bet you it wasn't that long but still it's like oh, Ralphie would have never had gone without food
0: that's funny yeah, um you know, I, I just – I honestly think we're looking at five to ten years before you or I can walk into a store and whip out our phone and pay with Cryptarium. But once it becomes
1: uh, – Doesn't it – won't it work like that, though, like once the app launches or it won't have the contact? Doesn't it doesn't – don't they have to be like partnered with Cryptarium for it to work?
0: Well – uh, my understanding is that they're going to be working with um, a credit card company to use NFC type payments. So, yeah. kind of like where Apple Pay works, then like Cryptarium would work, kind of thing. Um, but I don't know when that just takes place. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to it. The background that. that... That supports that type of thing, but see, here's here's the interesting questions
0: that come up when you talk about, you know, cryptocurrency transactions. Uh-huh. Um, the IRS wants you to pay capital gains anytime that you sell crypto. So that would make every time you use crypto a every capital gains tax.
1: thing which is ridiculous 40% well, tax on every transaction yeah. so
0: so you're looking at every transaction so it's kind of like okay it's kind of like
1: having a syntax on everything
0: yeah but it, it gets to a <laughs> point to where if I go to a vending machine and use NFC payments with crypto buy a candy bar is that really an income tax event no. that I've got to calculate? And Right now the guidance from the IRS says yes. But
1: you know that's gotta change over time. There's no way we can sustain that type No, of-
0: that's definitely no. gotta change. But here's something else that I wonder. Okay, let's say you're on you have crypto on Binance and you move it to your wallet. Is that not a transaction? Technically is, it has a transaction ID. So the question is, you is know Is that a
1: taxable event? I I certainly hope not because by the books it would be.
0: Potentially, yes. They can make that argument. Still right. it's my money, I'm just moving it from one account to the other. But
1: uh see like I thought that the law with capital gains the, how it's written is when you realize income or when you realize gains. So say I put in a hundred dollars and I find or I get a, I take out a hundred fifty dollars. I took out a hundred fifty dollars worth of gain, right? Right. Now how how the heck does that even work with transactions? It just doesn't.
0: Well, essentially,
1: when you transact, you're
0: you're selling it for a, a U.S. dollar value.
1: But what if? Like at one point, it's it's like based on a cryptocurrency value. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like I what totally if future, get what you're saying. You know, we're gonna be like, yeah, I want point zero 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 five Bitcoin for whatever service or.
0: So, I've got I've got a fix for all of that. Uh-huh. It's it's not easy, but we've got to simplify the tax code. I mean, let's face it we we've got to have some type of we've got to have some kind of income for the federal government in order to provide you know
1: security and infrastructure. Oh yeah, Uncle Sam needs his cut. Right, but uh, not saying Uncle Sam doesn't need his cut, but right. he needs a less lesser cut, way less. Dude, cut. I
0: totally get it, man. I, <clears throat> I worked alongside the military overseas, and I saw you know quarter million dollars thrown away. Oh right. well, you know, we don't need this, so we're gonna destroy it instead of send it back. What? <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm I so,
1: well aware of what you're speaking to. Yeah.
0: So um you know, I, I think eventually one of the best ways to fix all of this to where it simplifies our tax code and makes it easy for everyone is just go straight to a consumption tax.
1: Which would imply what what type of like example like what type of tax code would that be? Well, basically it'd be a sales tax. Oh. That's nice. So yeah,
0: imagine if, good. if if you were to go out and invest money and make a lot of money, you're not paying taxes on any of that until you spend it. Right. And then okay, fine. You know, you get to a point to where
1: you're a sales tax. Yeah. If you use it transactionally, now what if you realize gains and put it into fiat, then do you get charged tax capital gains or do you get charged sales tax based on the amount that you can, you know. Well, sales tax is at the time that you spend it with another party. So technically cashing it to fiat is
0: just fiat. moving from one wallet to another. So what is it? Wait, what? So that wouldn't, that wouldn't be taxed under consumption tax. That would be capital gains. Uh, well, I know but with a consumption tax capital gains go away
1: Wait, but at the same time like you get what i'm saying like like what if instead of spending my cryptocurrency like instead of using crpt yeah cryptarium yeah i can i want to into- take all my money out of crypto and put it into my bank account
0: well as it stands today you'd pay capital gains tax right, right. and i think i think that should stand money. if you it do not. that
1: I, I feel like if you, if you are taking it and you're just putting it into current like actual currency, that it needs to be taxed at capital gains like stocks. Eh. See, I I see those types ta- Okay,
0: I see taxes on capital gains as another restriction
1: on economic growth. Because Very true. When you, restrict- but at the same time you know they won't want to give up that capital gains in one way. Well, of course not. That's why it's not going away. And then people will want to take their money. Like, I hear people take their money out of the, the stock market and put it into the crypto market or whatever. Right. You know, like, then, like, think about it like that. They're going to be using stock money for crypto shit and not getting their, their capital gains, and then they'll get their sales tax, but that's not going to be good enough. You know? Like, if you realize <laughs> true income and you don't spend it, like...
0: No, I'm I'm talking about
1: I'm talking about a consumption tax
0: across the board, both I for and for crypto, nine
1: no, oh, know We're yeah. for stocks
0: too. I'm,
1: yeah, I mean I'm
0: talking about getting rid of income tax altogether and going to a straight consumption tax model, because that way you know you you buy you buy a luxury car, you pay you know sales tax on that luxury car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in, in some countries, they, they use VAT tax, which is, I mean, basically the same idea. Of course, at the same time, they're also taxing them on income, which I don't, I think that's criminal, but income tax, in, in my opinion, is, um, while I, I, I did file a Schedule C with my taxes and claim all my crypto transactions last year, which was a total nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it is a a barrier for people who want to help grow the economy. And it would be a great reason to pick up stakes and move some else, somewhere else, like Thailand, for example.
1: Oh, of course. Um
0: You know, so the people that have lots of money that want to make big gains—again, it's one of those things where they could just do it somewhere else.
1: (laughs) No, of course. I think that's what a lot of crypto people are considering with the with the upcoming regulations and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're scaring a lot of people away with the way that they're talking about it. But those
0: those regulations that um, are are going to be coming. I would think the banks would want to uh, put a noose on crypto. So whoever stands up on behalf of crypto is basically going to have to go against
1: all the well, major. Whoever wants a $20, $27,000 campaign contribution. You know. well,
0: yeah, um, not exactly.
1: No, I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, I've looked into that kind of stuff, and basically, um, you can lobby, but the minute that you get involved with giving contributions to particular candidates, you're no longer lobbying. Now you're, a poli- you're well, taking – Well, I'm
1: saying the banks will do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's I'm not saying us or cryptocurrency yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's the banks. And they'll probably give people stuff under the counter.
0: I think social pressure is going to be what will push – what will lead the push for changing our tax code uh, with regards to crypto. And the only way to get the social pressure started is to change the public image of cryptocurrency.
1: Dude, we just got to make it a social political issue.
0: That's right. You <laughs> wouldn't get all
1: these leftists who are, <laughs> you know, out.
0: Well, I I see it, it as something speech. that I see it. It's, you know, it spans uh, across party lines, across,
1: you oh, yeah, of
0: beliefs and, we'll and over everybody.
1: I mean, but we got to get these people who are not really. Going toward good causes right now. To go toward a good cause.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, tomorrow's youth—they're—they're they're in tune with crypto, and they're concerned about it, and I think they're going to lead the way, and um, you know, in, in making change. The problem is, is that by the time they get around to being in a position to do that. Uh, the the United States, for example, will be way behind the rest of the world. No, of course, that's not not good. Sure that we could catch up at that point, you know. Right. So I I kind of I'm I'm thinking that we need to start pushing now, and um, you know, in a later podcast down the road, maybe we could talk more on that subject.
1: Yeah, man, I, we got a rep. I only got two percent left, man. it's been fifty-five minutes my oh, god wow okay well all right my dude we're gonna wrap this up yeah i
0: gotta be up in four and a half hours so yeah i gotta all, be up all other crypto somniacs out there who might listen to this podcast i hope you're <coughs> you're gonna toke up on some coffee in the morning too
1: <laughs> oh yeah buds. all right
0: all man. right man you have a good night right yeah you too all right, there. Bye.